I notice every time I come into these episodes and I say, I don't know how long it's going to be because I really don't. I be want to be in and out sometimes. They ended up being standard time, which is like a good 50 minutes to an hour. So I might as well just start just not saying it, just speaking and see where things go. But um, I'm in this area that I hate being in. Because where I usually record is being under construction and the weather's been fucking up my other location. Like, this New York weather, I don't know where everyone is listening to this at, but this New York weather is really, really stupid. And August is supposed to be the hottest month in, um, in the year and all that, but it's been raining a lot lately. It's like, and it, it really sucked. That when it rains and it still be kind of hot, you know, the whole humility thing. I say humility, but I really just hate this weather. It's blowing my mind. It's it's fucking up my business, too. I was supposed to be somewhere this week, this past weekend. I'm sorry. This past weekend, I was supposed to be somewhere. But ugly-ass weather fucks it up for me once again. So... I mean, I stayed in the house, and I got some things done, which I'm going to speak on. And, uh, see, I, I still had a good weekend. And, uh, well, you know, whatever. I'm just an idiosyncratic guy from Roosevelt creating ill content for the world. You know, I had to throw that in there real quick. I like that. I, I, I like saying that. That's just kind of my thing, and that's kind of how I roll into joints. But I don't know. I'm still thinking, like, should I? You know, is that going to be like the intro thing? I, I I like it. I like it. I personally like it. I haven't heard no complaints or at least out loud, but I like rolling with that. So what am I going to speak about since I was inside this whole weekend and been working this past week? I mean, because my job is very uh tiring. So basically, once I get in, unless I have something to do I'm pretty much knocked out for the rest of the night but I I mean I'm not really I've never really been too big on going out after work unless it's like a supportive thing or something like I am in the position to hit up happy hours but I don't know I don't know I just haven't been in the happy hour mood like I haven't I haven't hit a happy hour Lord and um, damn! I I I think back in I want to say May, but yeah, I haven't. But I yeah, I haven't hit a happy hour in a long time. So I'm about to get back on that because I used to do that a lot. Hit up happy hour. I used to do it uh, like two years ago when I worked evenings. I would go hit happy hour before I go to work. So. That was a that was fun times going to work drunk. Well, depending on your job, I don't recommend it for everybody. I don't like you work with machinery. Definitely don't go to work drunk. I don't recommend that. Which is funny because my job has this, have this thing where um, if you get if you get into an accident at work, you have to take a drug and alcohol test and. Um, it's because they want to make sure that the accident wasn't due to any type of, you know, <clears throat> any type of vices. Like, 
you know, or you were high or, you know, drunk on on the job. I think that's funny because um, basically, you know, like with any job, they want to, you know, avoid a lawsuit and avoid losing, you know, losing money somehow, some way. And they just want to make sure you get fully blamed and they will have no problem throwing you under the bus. Which actually rolls into one of the things I want to speak about is uh, looking for jobs. And I guess this is my because somebody told me I work like a Mexican. I always have a job. I mean, me, I just don't like being broke. Being broke is inevitable. You're always going to be broke. But I just don't like not being able to do anything because you need money to obtain something in life. Like, you can't live free. I think people who don't have money and are content is because they have a source that does have money, meaning like the whole a person living at home uh, with their parents and not paying any bills or anything, they don't have no drive to get no money because their parents is just fully taking care of them. So I don't, I, I never had that option first and foremost, and I appreciate my moms for that. But with me, I just don't like being broke in general. That's just me. I like going out. I like buying things. I like just being put in better positions. And money gets me to those places. Money is very important. Therefore, I always have a job. How do I always get a job? I go crazy with the applications. I mean, and it's it's easier nowadays. Like, back in the days when I was younger, I stayed, like, applying in the mall and stuff. And it was pretty cool. Like, you know... Uh, I was definitely that guy. I remember it was one job in the mall I when I was younger, and I remember I was still in high school. I to this day, he. I remember they said they called me back, but whatever. But it was a, it was this. You you wouldn't know if you don't know Roselle Fillmore. So listen, just kind of use your imagination. But it was basically it was a watch store in the mall. And for me, being in high school, that was really big because that was a job where I got paid hourly plus commission. Well, I was. I, I didn't get the job, but it wasn't because I wasn't qualified or nothing. I remember going to school and I had one, um, I want to make sure I say the color right, beige. I had like this beige, not even beige, it was like a cream shirt, uh, this like cream and beige tie uh, khakis, well, not really, I think it was light, I was about to say light khaki, but, like, cream, yeah, i say, like, a cream or, like, a light brown, uh, pair of pants, and a pair, uh, all whites, I kept, like, that, I remember, I got so many compliments that day in school, like, everybody from, like, you know, my peoples to, the, my peers to even some teachers, you know, I, I had I had the fresh cut, uh, just all of that, and I went to the interview, killed it, like, I was like, yo, I was on point, and then, I don't know what happened, um, the, the, I remember I called, because I, what I used to do, 
back in the days. Like this was an old method. I used to call back to follow up on the interview, and the the guy was like, he called me and he never got a response. And at the time, I was living with my mom's best friend, God rest her soul, and she she didn't have like a she didn't have. She have I think they have it now because uh, I believe my mom's got that. The house machine doesn't. It's not loud. It's actually built in the phone, so it's not like it. You know, when it rings, you'll hear like a "please leave a message." It's kind of like it's like a cell phone, but like how the cell phone has the voicemail. That's it. She had that back in the day, so it's not like I could go and check the message unless I call the phone number. And then put in some type of password. So I wouldn't know that they left a message. But she didn't tell me anything. So I just figured I didn't get the job. So that's like how it always been. Like when I was young. And even when I like got out from taking seasonal jobs. And then getting converted. Like I just always been on it. And I think a lot of people. Uh, they don't get jobs. Because they're they don't put in enough like i never get discouraged too like that's another thing like i especially nowadays i'm very popular like i don't think no negative thoughts i really do believe in the power of believing and i do believe in speaking things into existence uh you know the whole thing of law and law of attraction uh you you get back what you put out i believe in that a hundred thousand percent it goes in whether it's my work ethics, whether it's the people I be around, what I associate myself with. I just believe in being positive. But I know that there was a time where I was discouraged, and that's why I pushed my nieces and my nephews. My nephew, why can you say nephews? I only have one nephew. I pushed them to always stay positive. Like even though, because like like myself, they've been in, they've had a rough life and. You know, a lot of people around me, like, I speak to my fam a lot, and I tell them all the time, like, yo, trust me, these times, these struggles not going to last, especially you rocking with me. They're not going to last. And with that said, it was just cool. Like, everything just started falling into place. So as for, like, my advice to people looking for jobs and stuff, uh, I definitely, and this is me speaking in current times. I recommend going to a, um, what are them joints called? I was about to say job fair, but not job fair. I recommend going to, what is that crap called? A job placement, them job placement joints. Um, I recommend that. They basically do the searching for you, so that's a plus one. But even when you go to them, still search on your own. That's, is a good look for you. Um... I see when they come to interviews, I like as I've gotten older, I've gotten lazy with them because I've been I remember being the guy the dressed the best and having everything, having a resume on point, having it, you know, physically there, ready to, you know, pull out, pause and not getting a job. My in recent has been a while, but my recent uh, interviews. I really. I remember the job. One time I got hired for a job. I didn't. I had like the most fucked up haircut, and 
I, I dressed like it was casual Friday. I didn't have no tie, no nothing. I had the dress shoes, the slacks, and a shirt, button-up shirt. That's it. I didn't go, and I still got the job. I just let my talking do everything. But the reason why I became like that is because, like I said, I used to be that guy and, you know, dress this way and that way. But I didn't get the job, and I'm like, well, that's fucked up. And I, and I think that's really discouraging for someone to like dress the best and I ain't impressed their stuff just to not get it it it, it leaves them it leaves them down that really sucks so especially if a job is like really up the alley and they really want it and or if they're putting a a, a position where their life is just pressuring them like bills are starting to pile up and everything like I know I've been in that position, and it's, it really sucks. So when you get when you get turned down from a job, especially a job where you know it's easy, and it's really like I I applied for a job one time. This is a while back, and I everything they had in the description, all the requirements, it was me. Everything went to the interview, told them they like yo, you're the right person we want this and that. I ain't get the job, and I'm like, well, what the fuck? Like, wh- what? Who got it over me? And I, I mean, there's many other people with uh, skills, but it's like mine was like everything they wanted and needed. I had, so it's like, what's really good? So that's why I say, like, you know, I just me speaking personally, don't take every interview to the heart. Speak on, you know, your experiences and everything. Answer it very cliche. Don't go over the top. Whatever. They're going to pick you because they're feeling you. It has nothing to do with, oh, you're, you know, you're not the right fit. Because at the end of the day, everyone gets trained. They you they have quali- qualifications and everything, but they train people. Like, you could be a... Like me, I I used to work for the post office. I have freaking years of experience working with mail. I could go apply for a mailroom job tomorrow. I know everything about mail. I know freaking from Priority, Express, all that good shit. They're still going to train me because I have to work things in their their favor. Which remind me, I should apply for a mailroom job. I don't know, whatever. But um, and, but that's how it is. And to me, it's like, well, I'm not gonna go in there and sell this whole thing. Yeah, I'm gonna. Be, I'm just going there like, yo, I know about mail. I used to work around it. You either want me or you don't. That's that's just how I work at it. And um, one thing I used to do that I'm glad I, well, went back when I was applying for jobs that I stopped doing is I. I would be afraid. I, 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 yeah, I'll say afraid. I'll be afraid to quit a job if a better one came up. Or I took it, I don't want to say really personal, but I kind of, um, like, let's say three jobs wanted me at the same time. And I took the first one and then the other two came on. I'll be afraid to really tell the first one, like, oh, man. I'm sorry. Now, I'll just be leaving. Like, I don't give a fuck. Like, 
So I, I push that to my nieces too. Like, yo, you pick whatever you want because at the end of the day, they will drop you if they don't want you and not have any feelings behind it. And I was actually talking to a coworker about something similar because we was talking about the managers in our job and, you know, the higher-ups and, you know, some seem cool and all that. And I, I'm going to tell you personally, like, I'm cool with, um, like, you know, with, um, like, higher-ups and everything, but it's more of a cordial thing because I never get to it because I know when it comes down to firing, it's their job over mine and, no one will ever fight for me like that. You know, I appreciate, you know, the sit-downs and everything, but I know it's your job with mine, so I always tell people, like, you know, I, I don't, you won't see me chilling with, like, a manager. No, I've never, like, it, matter of fact, I, I think probably the post office was, no, 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 the first time I ever chilled with coworkers while I was still working with them, was forever 21 and it was that was only like very uh, less than a handful and that's because they would see like that's when i have facebook this is like years ago and they was just they they liked me because they saw my facebook they like yo you lit da 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 you funny you know the whole shebang shabong and that's kind of how things put on, but I never really chill with, like, I wouldn't, there's, I wouldn't chill with no co-worker at my current job, well, mainly because it's more like an isolation thing, and in case any of my co-workers ever listen to this, which I, I highly doubt, but you never know, it's not that I don't like them or anything, I kind of just, you know, I'm, I'm in the mode where it's like, I just want to work and go home. We could talk on the, you know, the workspace and whatever, but I want to, I'm, I really literally get up every morning for work thinking I got eight hours left till I get back to this room. Like, I don't, like, I, I'm really working just for money. Like, there's no love or passion or anything behind it. Do I see myself there and five or ten years, hell no. I honestly don't. So this is just to collect the paycheck and I'm out. Are there cool people at my job? Yeah. Well, yeah. Nah. Eh. They they alright. No, I ain't gonna say it be like yeah, that's perfect. They alright. There's nobody where it's like, yo, I'm definitely gonna hang out with like they be like, yo, let's hang out at the work. I would pass. I mean, no one gives that initiative like that's like, yo, we should hang out or anything like that. It's kind of a dub. Like that's that's just how I look at them. There's one coworker. He's funny. Uh, this is interesting because I it's a lot of times when you run into somebody who don't speak English, and usually you respond to them in English, even though they can't understand English as well. And so it's like y'all kind of at that stance to it's like y'all go back and forth and hopefully one will realize what the other one is saying. That's how it is with the Spanish dudes at my job. And to me, I kind of just shut down because it's like, okay, I don't understand Spanish. You don't understand English. We can't speak it. So it's like, bro, like, what are we doing? So unless you can, 
get an English speaker that speaks both languages and translate, bro, this convo going nowhere. So it's me, this dude, we'll call him Pedro, and it's another dude, we'll call him Carlos. Pedro just speaks Spanish. He 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 speaks a little English, but not like good. Like not, matter of fact, we not gonna say he speaks English. He just say like one or two words. He know all the English curse words, which is amazing. That all, it's people who don't speak English no curse words and all the freaking perverted words, which is interesting. But um. And well, I said Carlos. Carlos speaks English and Spanish fluent, so he's a translator. So, um, so Pedro asks, Pedro says basically, "Do I have a girlfriend?" No, he said, "Do I have a wife?" Which I think is interesting that people always ask me this question when they meet me. You got a girlfriend? This and that, yada yada, and that always kind of. Spook me because it's like, oh shit, another gay nigga trying to get at me. Because it's like, why why you want to know if I have a girlfriend? Like, that's weird to me. Like, but that's, I guess that's cordial conversational rules or whatever. But I just think that's weird. Like, I've never, like, I've never met a dude and was like, yo, you got a girlfriend. It kind of like, it just, it kind of just came it just flow like they just it's just like we'll be chopping up about life and either they'll say like you know like me and my girl or whatever like i never asked any of my people's like yo you got a girlfriend that's just weird to me and i get that a lot and i don't know weird so he asks me like yo you got a girlfriend and mind you pedro is speaking spanish i'm just not you know and carlos is a translator so everything that Pedro's asking Carlos to translate. So he asked if I have a wife. I said no. He said I have a girlfriend. I said no. And then he said uh, he got a girl for me. So he said he going to um, get her to send the picture, send her pictures. And he said he, he want me to send her pictures. So I'm like, nah, get the pictures from her first, because I'm not about to just send my pictures just out there, out there. So he waited a while. He called up this and that, and then he's he's saying like she got dark skin. He asking me, do I like dark? He do I like brown skin girls? And I said, I don't. You know, I don't have a preference. I don't. I don't care. I like dark. None of that matters. So why is it every time I do this podcast, I start? You know, well, it's usually the time I do it. So whatever. So. Pedro, um, he shows, she sends him pictures, a lot of pictures, and he shows me, and he tells Carlos to ask me if I'm interested. Now, now before he, the pictures got in, he's hyping her up, and it's even funnier because he's saying that Carlos is translating. So he's hyping it up, and I'm like, okay, so he says she's Dominican. I think he says she's Dominican. So I'm like, alright, so I'm thinking like, yeah, this brown skinned Dominican girl, like, yo, this and that, yada yada. So then he like, oh, do I speak Spanish? And I'm like, no. And he said, uh, she don't speak in the English. 
what the f- then what then I can't talk to this girl like what how am I going to talk to her like she don't speak English I don't speak Spanish what are we going to do is this going to be I and it's not even me thinking I've been in these positions before which I'm going to speak on right after this story so he's like uh don't worry we'll teach you and I'm like, and I'm looking now, remember, Pedro can't speak English, so anything I say, he'll understand. So I turn to Carlos, and I'm like, what do he mean they're going to teach me? How are you going to teach me to speak Spanish if you can't speak English? That don't make any sense. Like, you can't teach it. To be a teacher, you have to speak both languages. So that don't make any sense. So Carlos is laughing, and Pedro's like wondering what he's saying, but, you know, he didn't tell him. So the girl finally sent them the pictures. And she looked like she was about, I'm going to say, early 40s. And I remember he asked me, he said, now the mind you, Carlos walked away, so I don't have a translator. So he said, what he said, he was trying to say in English. He was. He said, I think he said cuantro. And if all my Spanish speakers out there, to fast forward, he was asking me how old am I. I think that's the word for a quanto, like what's the age? And he was like, uh, so I didn't understand. I said, I don't know. He said, uh, he said something like, what is your number? Something like that. And he said, because I'm, I think he said he's four zero. I think he was telling me he's 40. And I was like, oh no, I'm 30. Like, I'm, I'm, I forgot how to say 30 in Spanish. Or maybe I just never, yeah, I don't think I ever knew. So I said, Tres zero, so and I threw the fingers up. So he's like, oh, and then he then he said it. No, he said thirty. He said it in English. So I was like, he was like, so I guess that was his sign that like it was good. So the girl he showed me, she looked about, I'm gonna say early forties. Yeah, she looked about early forties, maybe mid forties. So early, early to mid forties. So I'm looking like I don't have a problem with talking to a woman that's like in her like 40s I don't mind that at all like I'm pretty uh like whatever like she could be a sugar mama it could be whatever whatever I'm not gonna take it seriously I'll say that right now and I'm not going against my word I I don't see myself and I'm saying right now I definitely know taking a woman that's 40 and over serious. Like that's. I'm 30 years old. And there's no diss to any 40 and overs. I wouldn't take you shit as in. We going to chop it up. I'm going to meet your parents. We could just be cool. Uh, You know chop it up. Fuck. And you know leave it like that. Like especially if you have kids that's. Well no your kids wouldn't be around my age. Yeah 40 year old. Yeah. Your kids would be like. 21 and stuff, right? Because, like, the well, the, the, the age of getting pregnant is pretty early, but... Yeah, but uh, the kids, like, you know, whatever, whatever. I ain't got no time to deal with no 21-year-old man because I'm fucking his mother. But that's just, that's just my preference for now. I just want to take you serious as in being in a long-term relationship. So, with that... I'm looking at it, and I'm like, whatever, but I'm like, whatever, but the only problem is the whole situation with 
you know, she not speaking English, me not speaking Spanish. I'm like, it's, it's not going to go nowhere. So he like, yo, we got to set it up, da, da, da. So, um, the next, it was like the next day. He, we, we, you know, we, ch- we at work, we just chopping it up, whatever. And he like, and he goes, so this is a new co-worker who speaks, a new translator for me. Um, we'll call him... Fuck. We'll call him Dennis. So Dennis is the new translator. So Pedro goes to Dennis and to L Dennis Dennis that yo what's up with you and my sister in law. So I'm like, wait, that girl's your sister in law and I'm lost cause he like he be, he's talking about her like Yeah, she got good pussy and all that. I'm like how <clears throat> How would you know your sister-in-law got good pussy? What, unless you fucked her? Either you fucked her, or, you know, somebody you know fucked her and they just told you, like, yo, you got good pussy. But the way he's saying it isn't like a, my man's told me she got good pussy. He's like, yo, she got good pussy. Like, I forgot how he said it in um, Spanish, but... Yo, the way that accent was going and that language, yo, he was talking like he been in that. And I know, and it didn't surprise me after a while because I realized a lot of Spanish dudes and in the Spanish community, it kind of go like that, like there. And this kind of roll into the story I said I was going to talk about after this. I went, my cousin is a security guard at a Spanish bar. At Spanish bars, I say. And multiple bars, but usually Spanish ones. One night, me and my cousin, we not my other cousin, we go and we go to this bar. Me and my cousin Eddie, this real name, my cousin Eddie, we go to the bar just, I forgot why we went. I think we... We was just like, we'll just show up just to, not support, because he's a security guard. Who, what security guard needs support? But we just like, we just going to go just for the fuck of it. So, uh, what happened? So, I go in first, because Eddie has a very bad habit. A very, very, very bad habit. Of like he'll like and this is why I don't go out with any much. He the type of person that will tell you like yo let's go out and we'll go out and he'll get like a phone call or something and get distracted so you'll just be there by yourself. And me I'm usually by myself anyway. But the point was I came here because you wanted to come so it's like pause. So I'm like yo so he ended up being on the phone and he. I hate when he get on the phone with people because he'll talk for hours. He's that person. He'll he'll call you and then start talking to other people in the background. Like I hate that. I hate that. So while he's doing that, I go to the bar and I get our first. I want to make sure I say this right. I get the first round of drinks. So I'm waiting for him. This and that. And I think what well, we got like shot. Yeah, we had Patron that night. We got like shots of Patron, blah blah blah. So, um, I see one girl, and 
you know, I'm like, hi, it's Nick. And she says she don't speak English. So I'm like, all right. So I, I, I left him alone. So then he gets off the phone like freaking 20 minutes later. Like, yo, let's get drinks. I'm like, I've been got drinks. Like, you late. He like, oh, let's get more. So I was like, all right, whatever. You're buying for now. So he like, boom. So he bought, he bought shots and then he bought us some uh, Coronas. So I want to make sure I do this right. So then... You know, I'm 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 talking to my cousin, security. And I'm like, yo, this is it, like, you know, whatever. He like, yeah, this they they all speak Spanish, like you gotta just say do whatever, because he's telling me like he he gets he fucks them all the time, like, and he don't know no Spanish, like it's just certain words you say, da da da. And I'm like, I, I don't feel like playing this game, but I'm bored, so I'm like, whatever. So I see this woman, she's about, I'll say late 30s, early 40s, and she sees me and she's like dancing with me. So we dancing and shit, this name, my cousins, they looking on like, oh shit, he got somebody. So I offered to buy her a drink because, you know, I, I've been doing, working on that. I'm fluent now on doing it. I mean, like buying sh- women that. I just met drinks. I I never been that dude prior, but I'm working. I'm I'm getting better at that now. So that's gonna have me roll over to another topic that I'm gonna speak after this. See, I like how this podcast worked. So I bought this woman a uh, what we buy. We bought a Corona. Um, so we buy it. He's drinking. And we dancing more. So. I'm like, you know, I want to fuck. Like, I, that's all that is. Because it clearly, and let me say this now, the type of person I am when it comes to women who don't speak English, all I want to do is fuck. Because it's like at the point, at the end of the day, we have nothing in common. We have nothing to talk about. We have nothing going on. I don't speak Spanish. You don't speak English. So the only thing that I can say is, yo, we either gonna fuck or we not. Like, what's the point of exchanging numbers and getting to know each other? We don't speak English. We, um, no, you don't speak English. I don't speak Spanish, so we can't talk about anything. So, fucking, we don't need to talk, so let's just do it. So, they understand that, like, yo, let's go fuck. So, she, like, buy me another drink. I'm like, I just bought you one. She's like, no, buy me another drink. I'm, I'm like, nah, you buy a drink. No, so she's getting real, like, real, like, aggressive and shit. So I'm like, I'm not doing, I'm not going to keep buying you a drink. I'm not getting no pussy. So she's basically trying to say, mind you, she's speaking in Spanish, but I kind of get the gist of it. And then there's uh, a dude who knows my cousin. He translated. He's like, she's saying you buy her a drink, she'll do whatever. So I'm like... I'm now I'm at a point where like I'm about to fuck with her head. So I'm like you do it. I'm I'm doing like the the gestures of get get uh give it head and all that. Um what is it called? When you pause see I can't do it because you can't see me, but I need all my listeners to have a very vivid and nasty imagination. Blow your cheek up on one side, like in and out, like like that. That you you probably doing it and laughing. That's what I was doing, 
Then I was doing like the hand motion for like a girl giving head. Like I'm trying to make she's actually like, yo, you give head. And she's like, yeah, yeah. She just going with it. So I'm like, ah, right, she lying. So I goes back and I sit with my cousin. So mind you, um, a few minutes passed and then another Spanish girl came up. So I'm like, oh, I'll buy her drinks. No problem. She looked good. This other woman, she was just like, okay, but this one looked good. And she looked like she was around my age. So she's playing pool, and it's like a guy I talked to her, but she kept looking at me. So I did, the, I do, the, I can't describe it. It's something I do spontaneously, but when a woman look at me and I look at her, I just give her that, yeah. So she, you know, this and that. I'm about to talk to her. I get, I literally this is funny. It's, it's just some shit that go down in like in the movies and shows. I get up, I'm walking towards her. Here come the bitch I was dancing with earlier. Buy me another drink. Buy me no low. So I go back to my cousin and she's like, buy me another drink. He cheap. So she know all this shit in English, but she don't know nothing else. So my cousin like, watch what she want. I'm like. She wanted me to buy another drink. I bought her a drink. And my cousin, you know, he laughed and shit. So this bitch started patting my pockets. And I move. And I'm like laughing. But I'm really getting annoyed. And my cousin, he peed. Because the thing with me is I don't. Like, I used to be a hothead. So I learned to mellow down. But it's certain shit I just don't allow. So what I do, I laugh it off. So that. And I know this is very cheap. In a cheap way. This is a cheat code. I don't care. Because this way, if I go to jail or anything or get any type of police report against me, this is my backup. I'll laugh. I'll joke around. But I'll like, like with her, she pat my pockets. She's trying to dig in it. And I grab her hands. I'm like, no, no, no. And I start tapping her hand like she a little kid. I'm like, no, no, no. And I, But I'm laughing. So she do it again. And I'm now I'm grabbing her hands. And I'm slapping, I'm using her hands to slap herself. Like, no, no, no. Because I'm like, this bitch touched my pockets one more time. It's going to be a problem. And my security cousin is going to have to escort me out. Because I don't play either one of us or her drunk ass is going to get out. So I'm like, no, like, yo. So she doing, she's coming towards me like, oh, you cheap, you cheap. I'm like, I right, move. Because now it's annoying. It's not even funny no more. I'm like, yo, get the, like... Whatever, I'm cheap. Go go to that guy. I'm like, yo, that guy look like he'll buy you a drink. Go buy it, like, whatever. So she goes away, and I'm like, you know, but now at this point, the girl I was going to talk to, she already left. So me and Michael, we just chopped up. This bitch comes back. Oh, he cheap, he cheap. I'm like, damn, clearly I'm a fine-ass motherfucker, and she really want to fuck me because it's like, yo... She will not let go. And it's like she don't look that. She don't look that good. She don't look good for me to be like. <coughs> to be pressed. And one thing about me. I've never been pressed about pussy. So it's like. I'm like yo. I'm not buying another drink. Like she being annoying. And that's how I am with it nowadays. Like I don't fuck annoying girls. Because that's kind of like. The catalyst to what's to come. Even though that was going to be like a one night stand thing. It's like. I don't even want her in my car no more. Because that's where we was going to fuck. Either her house or my car. I don't want to go home with this girl. And I'm not putting her in my car. So I'm like. Yo get the fuck out. Mind you this was like. This was like a little after. 
my whole, um, you know, rape bitch thing. So, for me, it's like, I'm definitely not trying to mess the girl. She get too wasted. Like, so, I, that's, that's kind of like what piggybacked on the don't mess with drunk girls kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like, even though I was already off it, it was just like, yo, I, I didn't mind buying her a drink, but she, I don't know, she was just trying to get wasted or she was already, but I'm like, yo, I don't give a fuck about none of that. This bitch is annoying. And that, and the reason why I said a little earlier where I was like, this is going to roll to something. I feel like on first dates, I got to fill you out. Like, even on a first, like, meetup. That's like the pre-woman, like, I'm trying to fill you out. And if you come off aggressively like that, I'm just not going to be feeling no shit. That's just like, yo, I don't like shit like that. Like, I don't like, that's why I mess with drunk girls aside from the whole Me Too thing going on. When they drunk, they just become the weirdest people ever. And I think a, a wasted girl is very unattractive. Like, unless me and her partying together, like, I know her. But, like, wasted girls is... I think wasted people are annoying now, too. And it's funny because I used to be one of them. But I now know how my... Well, I, I guess how they felt. My people felt when I used to get wasted and they had to, like, carry me and stuff. Like, I hate that shit now. But, like, th- that whole thing is eternal. So, with me, it's like... My dating thing, like, I'm trying to fill you out to see if you worth spending this money on it. That's why I was very hesitant in the beginning of my dating going on to buy the meal and everything first. Because it's like, I don't want to waste my money on a dub. Like, I invest my time, money, and everything on things that I find important. So, for me to... uh, you know, buy this girl a drink or something like that, and then never speak to her again. It'll kind, of, it'll be in my head like, damn. And some girls might look at that as like, oh, that's just being cheap. It's not cheap. I just don't like. I don't like wasting my money on dumb shit. And the, a girl that I don't have no interest in, or even if she don't have no interest in me, is considered dumb shit. So, I just kind of you know. But now I kind of. I don't, I don't, I don't want to say I take the L, but I fill them out first. That way, even if we, I fill them out and we go on a date and it don't go further where it'll be like, yo, I really vibe her on a make of my girl thing. We at least cool to the point where it's like we could kick it again. So I don't have a problem with that. So that's kind of how I move when in regards to like buying drinks for women and everything. But. You know, I bring that up because that's been kind of a talk about thing between me and my peoples lately. Like, you know, who to buy drinks for and everything and, you know, wasting your time and money. You know, it's like, you know, I think on average, on the first date, don't spend more than 30 to $40 on her. That's the first date thing. And don't take a take her to take her to something between Fridays and I'm trying to think of a I'll say Il Molino because that's just that's just what came to my head right now. But take her between those. 
Because I feel like Friday is not a date place. I don't take girls to Friday because Friday, I will not take a woman to a place where I go to watch sports or something. Like, that's just me. But at the same time, the uh, first date, I definitely wouldn't splurge all out. So, I think there's something in between. You know what I mean? Or keep it, keep it basically. I could just walk around and talk. Somebody once said, go to the park and walk around. That's actually a good idea. Like, I've done that before. And that, it, that's actually a good, it's, yeah, outside, nice conversation. You know what I mean? It, it, I could write a dating book, but I, I, I just want to say for the record, Steve Harvey don't know what the fuck he told about that for women. Date like a man. No, bitch. Don't date like a man. Don't think like a man. Whatever. Fuck it. Don't, don't listen to Steve Harvey. He don't know what he told. I don't care that he been married for this long a time and whatever, whatever. Steve Harvey is speaking from a different generation. Steve Harvey don't know what he's talking about nowadays. It's not like that no more. Girls not waiting to be, have the door open for them. Granted, we do that. It's a compliment. But niggas ain't holding the door for girls now. They, they get, they get, sometimes the girl is the one who's driving the car. Like, it happens. Like, you know what I mean? And me, I'm low key. I haven't even done the Uber thing yet. The whole get an Uber for a girl thing. So, you know, I'm still. You know, I'm still a virgin on that part. So that's what I'm saying. Like, a lot of things got to be done on, you know, both parts. Whatever, whatever. But, all in all, don't listen to Steve Harvey. He don't know what he's talking about. He, he just an old guy living in old ways. And I feel like they always say, don't take advice from a single person. But I think single people get better. Or Well, really, they say don't take relationship advice from a single person. I think single people bring a better perspective. Well, let me not say better, but they bring an interesting perspective on a relationship. Because they see what's on the outside and follow me up on here. The single person is what usually the person in a relationship has to avoid. So it's like... Because, we, like, 9 out of 10, a person in a relationship is going to cheat on somebody with a single person, not another person in another relationship. So, it's like that single person see what's going on outside. And that's how it was with me when I was a side piece back in the days. I knew what lacked in a lot of relationships because it's like, oh, this is why she's coming to me. Aside from just my vibe alone, I knew what was lacking. So, I think personally, you know... That's just how I look at it, man. So, with the whole dating thing and just moving, like, I just, just, just me personally, first date between Fridays and El Molino's, and then after that, you know, Grassley Golf, you can hit up a diner. That's a good thing, because diners is cool. There's still some good diners. Um, I personally hit up diners. For dates and at the club, because that I feel like that's the whole thing. The first date is to get to know the person. It's and that's I mean I've had great conversations in the diner, so I I recommend it. But that's just you know how it is. But I was about to speak on a different drunk story. Um, 
I probably, I'm trying to think. Did I speak on it in the previous episode? I don't know, but it's so funny that I want to speak on it again in case I did. And this this was uh, back in 2010, I believe. I mean, I, think, I think I did speak on this because I couldn't remember the, the spot. The spot name is Patcher. If I didn't speak on it first time, if I did, you listen again. Me and this dude I used to be cool with, we went to Patcher. And I'm there, and it's this drunk I didn't know she was drunk. I thought she was just a very flirtatious girl. She just out there dancing. Blah, blah, blah. So whatever. She's grabbing my dick. Now, I had this old, I still kind of have it, but no one, no girl is grabbing my dick on the, on a pull-up nowadays, like, or rather I say on a walk-in, in public, and if she is, I'm screaming Me Too, because with this whole Me Too movement, I ain't about to be like how I used to be, but how I used to be, it was like, oh, you grab my dick, we fucking, so I'm, 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 I mean, we was damn near four play on a hundred on the dance floor, I'm feeling all her fucking titties, a pussy, everything, like, we just, like, I'm surprised we didn't go to the corner and fuck, oh, I remember why we didn't, because her friend was there, her male friend, probably gay, was there, and he was like, you know, she, he see her being wild, and I guess he's the good sis, so, he's like, you know, telling her we gotta go, this and that, so, she gives, she grabs my phone, and she puts her number in there. And she said, make sure you call me. And she grabbed my dick before I leave. <sighs> so I call her. I know I text her the next day. And she said something. What was it like? Call me or something. So I, I, I caught like hours later and I had to pick up like, um, oh, I'm sorry, I can't talk right now. And I had a dude yelling in the back like, yo, who this dude calling you know? What was you doing last night? Oh, fuck. I'm like, yo, come on, not this shit. You know, I'm tired of this side piece life. Like, I'm not trying to do this shit. So when she hung up, we she hung up. And she texts me like, oh, I was drunk last night. Please lose my number. I don't want, you know, my boyfriend going crazy. I'm like, yeah. I, <laughs> I left her. I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm cool on that. And I was like, yo, watch your, um, watch your drunk. I think I said watch your drinking. And next time your boyfriend make you mad, don't go out trying to get other niggas dicks. <laughs> I said some shit under that line, but it's true because it's like she did all she. Listen, if that was my girl, that wouldn't even be my girl no more. I'm sorry, that was just like what the fuck. But that's what I'm saying. I don't like. I'm just like all of these experiences just let me know. Drunk girls are a no no. That's just how I personally feel. Like when they drunk, it's just like. Nah, I'm good, like, you know what I mean, I'm not messing with it, like, that's not my thing, but that's pretty much all I really want to touch on, uh, just what I'm in, I really, you know what, that really, I didn't really speak on, oh, 
I guess I'll leave things off on uh, quick, quick days. On a motivational note, if you ever feel like, I know that I say a lot, if you ever feel like nobody's listening, somebody is listening, and there's people out there rooting for you. Back in January, when I came back from my first hiatus from this podcast, I reached out to somebody. I'm not going to say the name of the person because I don't want to give up any type of sources or have people like, you know, hit him up behind. But he's connected with the industry very well. I won't give away who it is, but this person was very close to the late prodigy. No, it's not Havoc, by the way. But this person was close to Prodigy. I mean, he's known other people in the industry, obviously. But I'm just—that's just a hint. I told him about my podcast and stuff, and he responded back. Now, let me start from the beginning. Really, I, when I made this podcast, I made an email for it, but I didn't get in that email in a while. So this past weekend, I was going to open up a Tumblr because I was like, yo, it'd be good to have a blog behind this stuff. And um, I I basically made one, but then I deleted it because I'm like, I'm not feeling it. But I was going to use that email. I got into it, and I saw he replied back. Now, this is back in January. So I'm like, damn, this was months ago. I can't hit him up now. But I actually can. Because he wrote back, he said he listened to my podcast, this and that. What do I see in the future for it? Now, remember, that was in January. I'm in August. Since then, I've been on, I have now connected with iHeartMedia and Spotify, two big brands that I know I could push and they'll take me serious. Salute to Bronson for the, uh, for the plug and everything because he's definitely played a big part in all of this. I didn't respond back yet because I'm going to wait till I release more content. But that's dope that he actually sat there and listened because he said he was and he actually did it. And I, I'm not. I my message is basically, and I know it's going to be ironic because this kind of sound like I'm doing this, but if an opportunity comes knocking, answer that door. And I know that's. The reason I say it's ironic because it's kind of the opposite of what I'm doing. I'm not not answering that door. I'm going to answer it when the time is right. So basically, he's knocking and I'm home, but I'm asleep. No, that's not. See, that's not good. How can I put it? He's knocking and I'm home, but I'm not in the mood. For company right now. I think that's a good way to put it. Or rather, no. No, no, no. Best way to put it. He's knocking on the door. And I'm getting dressed to be appropriate to answer the door. Because right now, I'm butt-ass naked. And I can't go to the door naked because that might be disrespectful. Perfect. Woo! I like how my mind thinks. That's what it is right now. Like, I'm getting dressed now. But I'm going to answer that door before he decides to walk away. So, 
that's what I want to just push out who's ever got things going on. Just keep doing what you got to do. I'm going to reach out to him. We're going to do business because he's got, and a lot of things I spoke about in this podcast, I think I'm going to push it towards his way because he already has something and he wants to work. So I think I'm going to work on that as well. So just, just, I just appreciate this guy. If you listening still, I appreciate you listening to the episodes thus far. And I got a lot of good things coming up. A lot of great things. Not even good. Great things coming up. I just got to get things situated. Like I said, I don't think negative. I keep positive. I still struggle. I still have to get money situated and everything. But things are looking great. Money is coming in. I'm just proud to say that I never gave up. And I want to thank and love all the people that have been behind me thus far. This has been great. This podcast is really going somewhere. Just, I'm like, I just can't wait to just let you people in on what's going on. But great things coming. So I'm going to leave it off on that note. Um, like I said, drunk girls are a no-no. Um, yeah, and um, that's pretty much it for now. Uh, appreciate you guys listening. Um, uh, I, I feel like I was going to... Oh, quick, 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 real quick thing. Somebody said something to me the other day. It said, Instagram is like your business card. And I'm now, that's where I'm kind of building on. Like, my Instagram will be my business card. Because I was going to get, like, real business card, which I still kind of am. But if they really interested in you, they will look at your Instagram. So, be mindful of what you put on there. And, you know, that's pretty much it. Um, Double Cup Session 3. Hit up Joya Duh. She's um, working. Um, I went to the second one. It was fun. Entertaining, as I mentioned on my last episode. Uh, hit her up. If you're an artist, you want to, you know, promote. I mean, pr- perform at her showcase. Um, she's connected with Hennessy. Salute to her. I don't really still... Do I still drink Hennessy? I mean, if they got it, I'll drink it. But I do choose Duce over Hennessy. Why? Just a black-owned kind of thing. But, you know, whatever. But other than that, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Appreciate you guys for listening. Um, what I was about to say. I was about to say something. No, actually, yeah, that was it. I touched on everything. Uh, look out for the good content coming through. Salute to all the other podcasts out there. I'm listening to you guys. You guys got a podcast. Want me to listen to it? Please hit me up. Um, oh, because I mentioned the email earlier. I, how about I say I? The idiosyncratic guy at yahoo.com. That is business emails in regards to appearances and everything. I'm about to do a lot of those. Um, photographers hit me up. Oh, I'm about to reach out to some of you guys. We're definitely going to be doing a lot of press runs and everything. So, yeah, I'm out here doing big things. And,. I'm the idiosyncratic guy creating L content for the well. Whoop! Messed up my own slogan. I am 
the idiosyncratic guy from Roosevelt create ill content for the world. And that's how I'm going to leave it off. Till next Tuesday, I'll speak to y'all later.